to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa, and with me is my best friend and co-host, Ambrosia. What up, what up, everybody? (laughs) How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing super duper. I'm really excited because we have a special guest with us, someone that I've followed for um, quite a bit, and I'm really happy that we're, we're having this connection right now, Jordan Maurice Bowditch, who is a men's dating and relationship coach and also one of the Mystic Misfits. Hi, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been watching you and your two business partners and friends in the Mystic Misfits for like, I don't know when I first saw you guys, probably a year ago. How long have you guys been working together? Um, I mean, one of us is my older brother, Ryan. Right. So oh. we're working together. So you've known him a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> lifetime. Uh-huh. And uh, Kevin's my best friend. We've known each other for six, seven years, but we've been doing the Mystic Misfit thing for probably about four years now. Awesome. And what, what inspired that? Oh, this is fun. So, (laughs) well, here it is. I'm going to show you (laughs) this guy right here. (laughs) For those of y'all that are listening and not watching, uh, Biggie James Smalls. This is my pride and joy. My first son. I literally have him tattooed on my leg. That's how soon. <laughs> Hi, pup. The origins of Mystic Misfit can be traced back to him, believe it or not. Um, my older brother and I were living together in Santa Cruz, California, which is this awesome little beach hippie community on the coast, um, maybe like an hour south of San Francisco. And that's where we also met Kevin and my older brother, Ryan, I had this like entrepreneurial bug. We were wanting to start something together and we wanted to start a dog food company. Yeah, <laughs> that's and cool. It was right when paleo was just starting to be a hot thing. Um, I was working with a brand called Bulletproof at the time and we're just really in that world. And so, yeah, we started to look into what that would entail and we realized we don't want a fucking dog food company actually, <laughs> but we we are on a thread of some inspired action and that many iterations later led to Mystic Misfit, which was a lifestyle brand blog website we were writing. And a few iterations later, the Mystic Misfits became a thing. And mm-hmm. I shared with y'all going into this, I like to call us a conscious boy brand. Yeah, um, That's my <laughs> favorite way to describe us. Uh, and we do many things. We MC events, we host retreats, facilitate workshops. We do um, high-level immersion experiences, and we also do some media, which is really going to be picking up in this next year. 
It's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know you guys do like, I've heard you talk about doing like immersions with men, like doing like mm-hmm. deep dive weekends with them. And what is what is that type of work like? Yeah, it's my favorite, most like deep and purposeful work that I do in my life. And to be able to do it alongside my two best friends that are so gifted and skilled in their unique ways and like really the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I got mm. that right. Yes. I try to say that oftentimes <laughs> that wrong, but I got it right this time. Uh, and it's just such a magical dynamic and it delivers such a high value experience for the person that's in that container. Mm-hmm. And what that involves is it's like a personal development boot camp of sorts. So it's highly customized to what that person most desires and needs. And about 90% of the time it's men, although our most recent one that we did in San Diego a few weeks ago is with a woman. And typically some like themes, some pillars, if you will, are relationship dynamics, both in the context of romantic relationships and just general inter- interpersonal polarity in relationships, friends, business partners, things like that. Um, cultivating purpose. So like, why am I here? What makes me unique? And like, what can I do to realize that to the highest capacity? Uh, and then really grounding that in by getting into the body. So that's a big part of uh, our work is bioenergetics, which is said another way, body psychotherapy. So there's like talk therapy, a lot of the stuff that you might do with like a therapist or processing with friends or loved ones. Um, but oftentimes the missed counterbalance to that is body psychotherapy. And you've maybe heard it said the issue is in the tissue, right? The issue is in the tissue. And to be embodied, it's a hot topic right now, is to literally be in your body. And a lot of people are missing that, you know, disease is rampant, obesity at all time high. And so part of our mission is to address that. And that's by exercising the demons in the body. And that can look like um, breath work. So we do like really deep, intense breath work experiences, um, <clears throat> polar plunging. So jumping into cold ass water, uh, which is, that's really My fun. My mom did that. <laughs> uh-huh. My mom just did that like five years ago on the first, first of January, ran into I, the Atlantic Ocean. Have you done it? I have. <laughs> yep. I've run in all kinds of oceans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of bodies of water. Yep. Um, so that's really the balance, right? There's a lot of body stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like the, the kind of more heady, wonderful, purposeful, and intellectual stuff. Mm, that's really awesome. powerful. So what would you say to someone who, because I can, I can hear like a lot of the women listening, like, oh my gosh, you need to talk to my husband or my partner, right? Because <laughs> um, we all want our partners to be into what we're into, right? Uh, um, but what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have their purpose, maybe doesn't know their purpose, they want to figure out, but they're also um, a little reluctant to do the deep dive work. What What are your thoughts on some ways that they can kind of look at their life in a bigger way? Yeah. I mean, I would say this applies to men and women, but in particular yeah. men, and since you, you brought it up in that context, I'll address it in that way. And it's to, to develop purpose, become purposeful, mm. starting with your body. For me, that is like the best way to start. So what that looks like is I'm very active physically. Again, the breath work, polar plunging. uh, Before I do anything in my day, I've done a notable amount of like body work. 
Yeah, basketball is a big one for me. I love basketball, the competitiveness, the group flow state, um, obviously the physical exercise and activity. So that would be the place to start. Like, do you have regular, consistent, I'll say exercise slash activity? Mm. And doing that, ideally some form of that or some combination thereof earlier in the day and or regular intervals throughout the day. So if I find myself stuck in this box, this yeah. wonderful magical computer screen um, for an hour, a couple hours, a few hours or most of the day, it's like I got to slice that up with other getting into the body activities. Um, Can I that's ask- what I'm missing. Can I ask a question from your perspective? What do you think it is that from a, from a spiritual perspective um, that causes someone to neglect their body? <sighs> from a spiritual – well, I'm just going to riff and maybe some spiritual yeah. because it probably won't. Or, you know, like emotionally as well. But like why – why do people not like to get into their body? You know, because like, I feel like there's many ends of the spectrum and the people who get into it, they get really into it. And then when people get sad and kind of get like lost from their, disconnected from their purpose, they kind of neglect it. So what what is that about? Yeah, I think that there's multiple reasons for that, that might come up around that. One is this, like, this mentality of all or nothing. It's like, I either have to be all in committed and like exercise every single day or, you know, or it's nothing. There's nowhere in between. Fuck that. There's so much in between. (laughs) I can get down right now and do as many pushups as I possibly can in like a minute. And what if I just did that every day, once a day for one minute, for some people, that one thing is a massive shift. And so it's this getting rid of the all or nothing mentality and realizing that in any given moment, I can make a massive change. And it starts with those micro moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a part of it. Um, I'll say another, I think, um, form of resistance is doing something that's fun. Like for some people, pushing around weights in a gym is just not fun. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and like it, there's not much joy in that. It's a chore and you want a fast track to like sort of doing things just out of obligation and having no joy in them, like make it a chore. Mm. And, you know, so, so finding something that's fun again, for me, basketball, I love basketball for other people like yoga. Um, I, <laughs> a fun thing for me is like yoga. I don't like hot yoga, but no, I'll take I don't one. either. I like how I feel after a hot yoga class, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I do not. I, I legit like was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna pass out in this class. This is gonna be a tough one for me." Yeah. Nope. <laughs> not my bag. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. And, and variety is a big thing too. Like I usually do yoga once or twice a week, basketball like two to four times a week, and weightlifting like once or twice a week. And then I recently did a jujitsu class with a friend, and that's another piece of it, right? Find a community. Find an accountability buddy. I love me a good accountability buddy. That'll keep me <laughs> honest to the things that I, I actually really want to do. Yeah. It's powerful. Totally. Um, so, Jordan, when we before we hopped on here, we were talking a little bit about uh, authentic relating and, you know, the balance of the masculine and the feminine, which is something that, you know, Amb- Ambrosia and I are always talking about, actually. Um, so – what is, do you have any thoughts on that? On, <clears throat> do you have any thoughts on what people need to know about that? Oh, I have so many thoughts. 
<laughs> Let's hear them. It's so hot right now, the masculine feminine <laughs> dynamics, like yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. And yeah. for good reason, uh, I have sh- seen that show up in my life in so many capacities. And the more aware of it I am, the more intentional I am around it, uh, the more I leverage it in any given situation, the, the more just joy I experience in life, the more ease, the more um, polarity, both in the context of a romantic relationship and outside of it. Uh, we started on the topic of purpose. So that's a big piece of it, especially for men, but certainly for women also. For men, like the need to have a deep, clear purpose on a consistent basis, like it can't be overstated. Mm-hmm. It can shift, like, and that's not to say that it it won't change in various seasons of life, but being aware of that and being committed to it, uh, that will create uh, clarity, a foundation, a structure that can be relied upon and trusted by the feminine. Mm-hmm. And so this, there's, there's many books that have been written about this and many people are talking about it. For me, the, the gateway drug to this world in a lot of ways was the way of the superior man by David data. Um, I recommend that for men and women alike. It's mm-hmm. definitely more geared toward men, but women can massively benefit. Uh, and I'm not necessarily condoning everything that David Data has to say, but there is a lot of wonderful wisdom um, in that book in particular. And so, yeah, for men, purpose. Women as well, but I think even particularly for men, um, that's like a very masculine trait that's needed. Um, Can I interrupt you really fast? Yes, please. What What are your thoughts on um, creating, because I know a lot of men that do this, creating their purpose around other people, like maybe around their family or around um, their partners. Would you say that they need a purpose outside of that? Or would you, what are your thoughts on that? 100%. They need it outside of that. It needs to be something that is deeply personal, um, that is self-full, that mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, that is like independent of all that. And it's not to say that it, it's not, it's inexplicably interconnected with all that, right? Um, but it needs to be something that's outside of that, I believe, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Great question. Yes. Um, yeah. What else around that? I feel like there's so many directions to go. Um, I think women do that too. Well, I know women do that too, especially mothers. Mm-hmm. They make their whole world around their children or they make their whole world around their partner. And mm-hmm. I personally feel like that's not the healthiest, right? Because then once those people leave, whether they transition out of this reality or whether they go to college, what are you left with, right? So I've seen this happen in my own life with my mother and I've seen this happen to other friends. And that's why I think having some type of, like you were saying, some type of purpose outside of yourself um, is so important. Yeah, so agree. But also how do you, let's say that you're in a partnership, for example, where that's happening, right? You're not doing it, but the other person, maybe you are doing it a little bit, but the other person's doing it to you. How do you work with that person you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you help make that transition? Because you can't, you can't make the other person want their purpose for them. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Totally. Yeah. And I don't think there's any magical way to, to answer that necessarily other than cultivating awareness around this. And the best form of persuasion is self persuasion, right? And so it's asking good questions. It's, being very clear with my purpose and living from that place and being relentless around it. And hopefully that'll like trickle over and permeate into that person's desires and interests. 
Um, and I'm going to probably be a little controversial here, but again, I'll reiterate that I think for men in particular, having that deep purpose that is personal to them outside of the woman in the relationship is really important for women. Sometimes their purpose is, is to be like a really awesome partner and mother and wife mm-hmm. and, and it's not for everyone, right? And and there's certainly buckets and there's gray areas and everything. Um, but sometimes that is like what a woman most deeply desires. And I think that there's this tendency in society where we, we sort of swung the pendulum the other way, where like, it was like, that's all women were good for once upon a time, right? And it was right. like, and then it was like, okay, well, no, fuck that. Like, that's absurd. Like, we're all humans here. Like, that's nonsense. And so then it started to swing the other way. And now it's kind of on the other extreme to some degree, like this, this mm-hmm. massive feminine, like feminism movement where like women have to now provide, they have to like right. have a really good job and like be a lawyer and like provide for the family. And the, the man can't be the breadwinner. Otherwise, right. like they're not honoring themselves. And, and I so disagree. It's somewhere in the middle. Like, what do you really most deeply desire? Like get rid of all the noise and all the influences and, and figure out what that is for you. Yeah, it's different for each person. Everyone's a unique individual. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think with society too, like especially I can speak for myself, there's so much pressure. There's 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 all these ideas of like things I'm supposed to do. And I feel it more as a woman. And I feel it more every single day. And it's like deep down I know that there's certain things I want to do. But when I have society constantly telling me that I'm supposed to do these things, it makes mm-hmm. me want to rebel in certain ways, even though I really want to do those things. I just don't want anyone to tell me that I have to do it. You know what I mean? I want to want to do it. I want to want to wash the dishes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I totally feel that. Yeah. And I never want to want to want. To. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say another example of, of this kind of stuff is, so my partner, Alexa and I, your namesake, yes. um, she is like a very powerful, potent uh, women's coach. She has yeah. a community called the Kaleidoscope. It's all about sex, love, and relationships. And she's, yeah, a high-level achiever. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes that creates, I would say, some tension in the power dynamics, so to speak, mm-hmm. in our relationship, mm-hmm. um, because that's typically a very, like, we'll say masculine energy, like A plus B equals C, running a business, being an entrepreneur, um, snapping necks and cashing checks. That's like a, a masculine <laughs> yeah. um, And I also embody a lot of that similar energy. Right. And if we are both in those spaces all the time, there's can, there's can be some clashing and a lack of polarity, a lack of like attraction, right? So like mm-hmm. to provide a little context, and I'm sure your listeners are familiar with this on some level, and you've probably had some people on it that is, have spoken to this, but polarity is like the arc of energy between two poles, most like basically speaking. Right. And so it's like magnets, you know, opposites attract, repel, there's repulsion or there's strong attack, attraction. And if they're the same, there's going to be that repulsion. If they're like opposite, they attract. That's where I think the opposites attract kind of thing comes into play, that that concept. And so for us to relate optimally from a romantic perspective in particular and to have like that sexual polarity, uh, when the day's done or like when we have designated that, all right, you're no longer in your work mode, Mm -hmm. snapping necks and cashing checks, like (laughs) 
I want to be there for you to hold the more masculine space and container so you can rest into your feminine, so you can dance, so you can be intuitive, so you can flow. And like, I'll be there in that energy. And then we really attract. And it's not so easy sometimes, especially being entrepreneurs that work from home. Like I'm in my office, she's in her office over there. Um, And it's creating some separation and some uh, intimacy in that. It is no easy task, but I'm up for the task. I love that. I've really never thought of that because it's, um, yeah, like, I mean, I've been told by my coach how important it is. I work from home too. How important it is that there's like a a done a day is done time for me to shut off, and I've never actually thought about like that importance of that because I my me and my partner are actually very similar. Um, he's very like you know very the same way he likes he likes to get things done, and I like I'm really coming into that. I'm, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, and I'm really like loving what I'm doing right now, so I'm coming more into that energy too. And I've never really thought about the importance of like there. It's really important to have that time where you don't have to be in that role anymore, where you can, like you said, I can come into my feminine and um, and yeah, I really love that. That's really insightful. Thank you. Yeah, and a way that we've sort of really tactically addressed that um, to get real specific here yeah. uh, is we do relationship board meetings yeah. once a week. <laughs> So every Sunday, our hashtag Sunday fun day is a relationship board meeting. And we spend anywhere from on the low end, like 30 to 60 minutes. And sometimes it turns into a couple hour thing. And we basically look at the past week and we assess what worked and what didn't. And then moving into the next week, like what do we want to cultivate more of? And we have certain buckets of things that we know are very important for our intimacy and our connection. And what that looks like is one sex, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. I noticed that if several days, a week or so go by and we have not had sex, weird fights are coming up. These just like these energies that I don't even understand why they're there until then I remember, oh, wait, there's a strong correlation. We have not had sex in about a week. That's probably a big reason why this tension is coming up unnecessarily, I would Mm -hmm. say. And so we literally schedule in sex. We have Three days of sex a week. We find that three days is the sweet spot. Anything beyond that, great. Anything less than that, not so great. Three is like optimum. And we even break that down into different kinds of sex. Okay. <laughs> relationships coach, right? So like yeah. kind of thing for her slash for us. Right. And so we have like just sort of the more casual sex, right? We're not putting any expectations on it or doing anything special. It's just like we're, we're getting physical together and connecting in that way. We have sex magic. So a lot of people are talking about another really hot thing nowadays, and that is different to everybody what that means and what that entails. But to me, at the most baseline foundation, it's being really intentional and creating a ritualistic container that can involve mood music, um, lights, candles, um, can be like blindfolds, it can be like some breath work, it can be, um, those elements are usually at play. And then with the explicit uh, intention of like, hey, we are alchemizing this energy to manifest something beautiful in our life. Mm-hmm. So that might be, hey, I want to lock in a massive client, you know, mm-hmm. for my business. I want us, we're, we're moving right now. So a big one for us is finding like a badass new home for when mm-hmm. we move back in a couple months. And so when we're making love, we are like having that intention top of mind. 
And even like, as we orgasm and are climaxing together, it's like reminding each other and like making eye contact, like this is what this intention, Mm -hmm. we're using this energy, we're leveraging it for that purpose. Wow. So that's another piece to it. And then the third and final like bucket for our sex is exploration. So maybe we, we watch an structural video about like something like some fun little thing to try a toy or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of our relationship board meeting is planning sex in those kind of ways. We literally put it on our calendars. We have a shared calendar called Jordan does Alexa. (laughs) 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 It's in the name. (laughs) And we put that on our calendar. So it's locked on in there. (laughs) Yeah. You might think scheduling sex, putting on your calendar. That's weird. It's not, it's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know what, that this is something that's really interesting as well because I think a lot of, or I can even speak for myself, but I, I think a lot of women think like, well, sex is supposed to be spontaneous. It's just supposed mm-hmm. to be like that romance, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to plan it because that takes, and really, like, as you get busier and as you have you know, a, a lot, to, even especially as you have a family, as you have things come into your life, like, you need to prioritize it just like you prioritize your business, just like you pri- you prioritize keeping the house clean, whatever it is. Um, but how do you – Jordan, could you speak a little bit as to how to keep that sexy and not so rigid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you – yeah, how do you keep that feeling, like – sexy within that or spontaneous within that. Yeah. It, it can be a bit clunky at times. Okay. <laughs> no mistake. Yeah. Sometimes we go into it and we had a bit of an argument an hour or so earlier and it's like, I want to fucking punch you. I don't yeah. want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> or there's just, you know, whatever's going on, there just might not be that like immediate yeah. sexiness, intimacy that's really accessible. Right. So with that comes the opportunity to leverage transitions and to like be intentional. All right. Hey, we're going into this space. Do we need to have a little clearing first before we do this? Like mm. we had this little thing before, but not getting wrapped up too much in the headiness of whatever is going on or the clearing processing that needs to have. I love me a good processing session, but this is meant for to connect on a sexual intimate level in that way. So like, well, don't get too down the rabbit hole with that. But again, that's where setting the mood, Um, and a container is so important and I'm like, I love doing this in all aspects of my life. Uh, and that can look like, you know, let's, let's sit down and like, let's do like a one minute check-in what's most present for each of us right now. Mm. Cool. Like this, this, and this is happening. Cool. Okay. This is happening with me. I just experienced this in my business. Um, this was a win. This was a loss. Okay, cool. And so now let's like, let's close our eyes and let's like just drop into our breath for a minute. Take some deep breaths and get rid of the past. No ruminating on the past or worrying about the future and just just drop in here for a second. And so it's that transition into something different and new. And while there might be that resistance at first, it's that kind of classic breakdown before the breakthrough. We're breaking down that so we can break through into this. And so to expect to like, okay, it's two o'clock. It's sexy time. Let's, let's go in there. (laughs) Come on now. Let's start pumping away. No, no, no. (laughs) That's not sexy. (laughs) So block off, you know, a couple hours. Do we use that whole couple hours? Usually no, but usually the first 20, 30 minutes is just like transitioning into that space. Mm, Totally. I like that. I like that. 
Yeah, that's yeah. great. How else would you um, – what are some – what else can you say about, like, this balancing of the masculine and the feminine? Because, like, I don't even know if people even really understand what that means. Yeah. Let me illustrate this point by bringing up another one. Great. Um, your partner is not your therapist. Let's mm. start there. Touche. Uh, I think that all too often, I, and I've experienced this, I only know this shit because I've, I've experienced it the hard way. And so I know it in my, every fiber of my being, like it is embodied, it's integrated into my nervous system. Uh, all too often, the partnership is everything in a relationship, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you are my best friend, you're my lover, you're my business partner, um, we're parents together, we're all these things together. Holy shit, that is a tall order for two people to do explicitly with one another. Yeah. yeah. So that has to be broken up. That entanglement is a big thing in relationships where it's like, I don't know where you start slash end and I begin slash end. Like your energy is my energy. Like, you know, throw in some empathic stuff in there. And it's like, Oh my God, like who am I actually? We are yeah. just like this blended <laughs> being and not in uh, the light side of that concept. Right. And so your partner's not your therapist. What does that look like? I cannot overemphasize how important it is for both parties to have a strong, independent tribe. So mm -hmm. for men, a band of brothers. For women, sisterhood. Like, so important for y'all to have those separate groups of people. Not to say that they can't be friends and stuff too, but like have I have men's circles. Like, <laughs> you can't threaten me with a good time in a men's circle. Like, I just, I'm a junk <laughs> that kind of stuff. Got plenty of them going on. And same thing with Alexa. Yeah. Um, and so having those are so important. And we have found this wonderful sweet spot here in Austin where we have a lot of couples friends and we have this like coalition of couples where there's about 10 to 14 of us total. So like five to seven couples and all the guys are really close. All the girls are really close and the couples are close. And we do separate little like meetups and, and activities. Mm, and then so we nice. cross pollinate. It is so special. And it has had such a profound impact on Alexa and I's life. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is the masculine. So something I would love if you could elaborate on is I think people think, okay, the masculine and the feminine. So the masculine goes with males and the feminine goes with females. But mm -hmm. what about this that we both we, – we all have both inside of us? Yes. Okay, perfect. So let's provide a little context here for clarity. So masculine, feminine energy, it's this spectrum, mm -hmm. right? It's not black or white. There's it, It's all things in between, right? Generally speaking – men are the default is more masculine and women the default is more feminine and this is i'm just speaking in like stereotypical generalities they're a thing for a reason it's there's always exceptions to the rule i invite anybody who's listening to this to position yourself in this conversation with what most truly authentically aligns with you because mm -hmm. there are definite relationships where the woman her default is the masculine energy and the man his default is a feminine energy Right. But I pretty almost guarantee you that each of you has one of those. And if each of you has a default of this, there's there's probably likely some consistent tension there. Not to say that it can't work, but it just it's going to be more intentional and potentially a little bit more difficult. Um, so masculine is very logical. So A plus B equals C. Um, it's very consistent. Uh, it's, it's a foundation. It's dependable. It's, 
Um, there's like no questions about it, right? Whereas the feminine energy is very um, unpredictable. It's the mm-hmm. weather, it's the seasons, it's the storm, it's intuition, it's feeling. It's like, oh, before I had this understanding or the language to to be able to approach it, I would experience so much frustration. Like my college sweetheart and I, I was with her for like five and a half years, bless her heart. Uh, like she would cry and I would try and fix it. Mm-hmm. I was like, she would be crying and I'd be like, oh fuck, something's wrong. I can't deal with what's coming up in my body. And that's, that's, so I want to like fix her so that I don't have to feel this when really the best course of action here is to just sit here with detached, detached compassion, like compassionate detachment where I'm so can feel you, but I'm not attached to your energy per se or taking it on, but I am like ever so present with you. Mm. I'm just sitting here holding it, like looking into your eyes, feeling you loving you being there for you and not trying to fix it Mm -hmm. and if there were like one golden nugget for men in this and for women to support their men is to like men stop trying to fix it you can't it's going to be frustrating and the woman doesn't want that generally speaking they just want to be heard and felt i can't tell you how frustrating it is i've had um different boyfriends that if I'm crying, they cry with me. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? This is my time. This is my time to cry. This yeah. is not your time. We're not crying. Nothing happened to us. This is me. So it's it's really nice that you bring that up because it is it is something to when you meet someone and they see you and they you feel like that they're present, there's something to be said for that. Oh yeah. Uh, like you want to talk about creating some polarity, that strong arc of energy and that connection is <clears throat> when a woman is in that state and she's crying, she's, or, you know, crying is one thing. What if she's fucking losing her shit? She is like yeah. screaming, shouting, and it's just like all kinds of energy and craziness is coming up in the midst of that. If a man can be real masculine and just hold the space, not be reactive Mm-hmm. Not let like, if I can just like not be hijacked by my own emotions in response to that, but like really hold the energy, oftentimes the most like passionate, amazing connective sex comes from that. If I cannot, if I can get over my own fucking ego and bullshit and mm-hmm. just like recognize that none of this is personal, this isn't, yeah. she's not doing this to me. I'm not a victim here, um, but I can just hold my own energy Wow, beautiful. And I actually had one specific example um, from a, a previous partner where I first realized this. I literally just read The Way of the Superior Man. So I was like really into like trying to shit out. Does it actually work? Like I hear the theory, awesome, but like I want to feel this in practicality. And I had a situation where more or less she was losing her shit. And a previous version of myself would have tried to logic my way through it to fix it, um, to be combative, to take things personal, all this kind of stuff. And Instead, I was like consciously, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to let her feel all these feelings and like just exercise those demons. I mean, that's the body psychotherapy, right? She's like just kind of letting it move (laughs) through her. And she did that for, I don't know, three or four minutes. And then she just started to slowly stop and calm down and come to a place of peace. And I was just looking at her in the eyes. And Sure enough, after a minute of that, just eye gazing, no talking, kind of the energy settled down, we both smiled and started laughing and then had this amazing sex. 
And whatever it was that she was upset about, whatever energy was there, it was it dissipated. It moved through her and it moved like through us and that experience. Mm. Awesome. Wow. Mm. It makes me think of um, – I just watched this video the other day. I saw it on Facebook somewhere of a, a parent, like a dad, and his two-year-old was just like at, like naked and just losing it, like just this babe, just, <laughs> just losing it, crying, having a total tantrum. and. Did you see that, Ambie? And the yeah. and the whole video, it was, you know, it would like fast forward and I'm sure it took place over an hour or more. But basically the dad just sat there and just like any he let the he let the baby like punch him and like kick him and he just sat there and just kept like like holding the space. Um not moving, just like looking at him like so kindly. And it took so long. You could see it took a while. But finally, the baby just like, just finally like came to him and just hugged him so tight. And there was so much love there. And it was like, wow, like, that's just a whole nother way to deal with conflict that we're not, we weren't taught, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole new way to like rewrite the script. And it, it seems like something really powerful, as you're saying, can really come out of that when you, when you allow that. And when you have the patience for that That and the presence, you nailed patience and presence. Like what a beautiful example of that. And to further the point of like masculine and feminine, like children are, are oftentimes a very wonderful example of feminine of like feminine energy like nature yeah is feminine and unfortunately i think society has glorified masculine energy and like nurtured that right as nature and nurture i think nature is really that intuitive feeling like being aware of my body and like sensations and not being able to describe why i feel this way but i feel it and lo and behold i felt that way for a reason that was actually very valid and it didn't make any logical sense like those are the most profound insights in my life or like when I can tap into that intuition, that knowing, that feeling, that feminine energy. And unfortunately, like that has not been, um, yeah, it's, it's not been glorified the way that masculine logical energy has been. Right. Yeah. So how would you, when you are losing your shit, uh-huh. how does your partner <laughs> support you in that? Is it the same or is it different? So my challenge to myself is, Again, my partner's not my therapist. She's not okay. there for me to lose my shit and hold that masculine energy. Mm. Now, it's not to say that that can't happen on occasion, but it is definitely the exception, not the rule. Like, mm. I would not expect and I have not experienced that if I were to do that on a consistent basis and she had to hold that masculine container for me to lose my shit, that we would be in a, a healthy relationship. Right. That's where I have my brothers. That's where mm. I have my best friends, um, my men to like lean on around that kind of thing. So they can hold that masculine space for me when I'm kind of losing my shit and then like the unknowing um, feminine kind of energy. And that's also where the, the bioenergetics and stuff comes into play. It's like, I'm feeling a lot of shit. All right, I'm going to go bang it out of the gym real quick. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to go jump into some cold water. I'm going <laughs> to chaotically <laughs> breathe and lose my shit and lose some spot out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so I have a question about that. So it's like your partner isn't your therapist, right? But I think a lot of the time that's how uh, partners connect. Like they like to – like women, for example, like to bring their issue to the man, right? So that the man can – you know, it it can be a source of connection, right? Uh So if you are – it's interesting because like as I've evolved in on my path and just as a person, 
I've noticed a lot. I don't really have any issues really to bring to my partner because I'm doing what you're saying. I'm going to Ambie or like my sisters, you know, like I'm really, Mm -hmm. and it's all being worked out. But then I noticed that in me, there's this kind of questions like, wait, shouldn't you have more problems or something to talk about? Should you be talking? Like there's that society voice Mm -hmm. in my head going, is something wrong? Like, shouldn't you bring some more issues here so that uh, he can help? And Uh would you elaborate on that a little bit or give me your thoughts on that? Totally. First of all, I would say don't shit on yourself. Okay. No one likes to be shit on. <laughs> yeah. Shitting energy. Um, yes. So, like, it, it is. Kind of, there is this expectation that we need to process things, and and I think that you kind of have to decide what kind of a relationship you want to be in. I, there's this glamorized desire to have it all, and to some degree, I think you kind of can. But usually, there's certain buckets of a relationship that are better than others. And it's just kind of going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, it's like um, really strong sexual polarity. And that is like, man, our sex is on point. The rest of our relationship is kind of up and down. It's not consistent, but like our sexual polarity is really on point. Man, we are great um, friends, but like our sexual polarity is something that's like not so strong. So that's something we really have to be intentional with and work on. Um, I would also say kind of more to your original uh, question around all this is that I think it's, again, a bit different for men and women. I think that while women should really should, I'm going to should in this situation, (laughs) rely on their, their sisters to process a lot of things as men should as well. Um, I think the relationship can still stand to be successful and flow well when a woman is sharing some of those things with a man, because that's what the woman desires to do oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, is to like be in that feminine space of just like expressing freely and having a masculine container to hold that. Whereas mm-hmm. with the, the sisters, there might be like more of the back and forth where we're all kind of doing this together. And maybe that other piece that's being craved for is for a man's energy to be sitting there holding that. And again, not trying to fix it, but just being there. And it doesn't have to be negative per se, but it's just like, oh, life ponderings. Yeah, that is wonderful connective energy that I'm not saying to avoid per se, but it's when you're coming to me or we're coming to each other to solve problems all mm-hmm. the time. That's not a recipe for like really strong, consistent connection, I don't believe. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I agree with that. That resonates for sure. Oh, wow, Jordan. Um, <laughs> well, let me just say, hold on, real quick, you are blowing up our Facebook Live. There has been, I have Yay! not seen at this many, I, every second there's just like hearts and stars and Google yeah. eyes awesome. and all kinds of things and everyone's just chiming in. Did you say googly eyes? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. There's, emojis, there's emojis I've never nice seen face, before. <laughs> um, but yeah, people are really, really resonating with this. Um gosh, there's too many, there's too many comments to even start going back. But um, Jordan, is there anything that you feel really called to share beyond what we've uh, talked about so far before we start to wrap up? I think you're, what I'm saying is I think your presence is we, I think your presence is very unique and the information that you have to share is really something that people are craving. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. So is there anything else that you feel really called to share? I think that we've really dug into some wonderful concepts and I could spend hours digging into others and really dissecting some of this stuff. But it seems like the theme real really here has been like intimate relationships more or less and how to make those thrive. Mm -hmm. And the pillars of that are independence, 
Mm -hmm. right? First, and then moving into interdependence, whereas the Mm -hmm. tendency is to move directly into codependence. But if you can get really strong as an independently awesome, empowered individual, um, and by way of that naturally attract um, somebody of equal or greater energy, and you can cultivate that interdependence and that polarity, like, that's the best place place to start. Like, none of this you complete me kind of nonsense energy. um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for being here. Um, where can people contact you or interact with you, follow you? Send their husbands to you. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> Send their husbands to you. Well, one thing I'll quickly say is you want a recipe for resistance. Tell your yeah. partner, <laughs> as a woman, tell your man that he should go do something, you know, or like watch this or listen to that or do personal work. No, no, no. That's a sticky situation. Yeah. Um, I can be found on all the major things. Look, look up my name, Jordan Bowditch. I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the mystic misfits, same thing. And if you're ever in Austin, shoot me a line. I got all kinds of awesome things going on in the city. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will, um, on the audio version of this and the podcast, we will put the links in the show notes. It'll be really easy for you guys to check him out and link up with Jordan. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully you can come back. I feel like, um, you have a lot of amazing wisdom to share and we could get into some more, uh, fun topics and maybe, um, bring on your, your mystic misfits, uh, brothers as well. So yeah, don't fret me with a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, we love you all so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.